Hi, I'm Wesley with Tree Newell Certified Arborist. I'm here with Ron Schmidt from the town of Argyle. Ron, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you for having me. Great, so uh, trees are really important in the city of Ar town of Argyle, excuse me. So uh, I wanted to talk a little about tree selection and planting. These are important concepts because as we know, every time we plant a tree, it doesn't live. So we gotta take care of them, we gotta do some things right, so. No, absolutely, and, and I think there's a lot of common mistakes that I have made, so I have to admit to it, but that people still continue. Uh, you have to be careful where you select your tree from, you know, be it Home Depot, Lowe's, or whether you actually go to a nursery, uh, whether the tree comes in a plastic container or it's burlap wrap. But I think ultimately understanding your soil that you're planting the tree in is very, very important. Very important. And Argyle, as we know, has pretty sandy soil well-drained and then you might have a layer of clay down underneath there but on top it's sandy uh, so you want to get a tree that's going to have some level of drought tolerance you've got hot conditions here most of the year and you've got a well-drained soil um, so how do homeowners uh, select which trees they want to plant in their yard in Argyle? Well, I think talking to an arborist would help, but I think in order for the arborist to do what they can do is it, uh, it would be beneficial to know what your soil is all about. You can easily have your soil tested. It's like $20, I think, via Texas A&M. Um, and that, I think, will help the arborist determine what trees, you know, along with other things like um, the drainage, you know, the grade, um, the exposure of, of, of you know, sun uh, to the tree. Um, and in just talking to the, 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 the arborists and allowed them to kind of guide the selection process. Um, some of the most common trees that are, that are you know, seen around you as replacement trees are Schumark, red oak, um, which are okay in some cases. Um, but there's other species I think that are um, maybe even more attractive uh, such as white oak, like a Monterey oak, for example. Right. Well, I think that uh, we have a we have a, a a lot of folks that love red oaks because they get big and stately and beautiful. But like you mentioned, they do have some challenges. They can really be sensitive to sun's cold and wood boring insects in a, in our hot climate. Uh, they can they can have some problems, but they can do well with the right care too. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of other choices. Uh, Monterey oak is a good one. It's a, it's a tree that's underutilized yeah. in the landscape industry around here that does really well. It performs as an evergreen and it's very hardy and adapted to our conditions. And, and that's very important to the sustainability of the tree for it to be adapted to the climate because after all, it's got to live here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we just found out about Monterey uh, oaks uh, a couple of years ago when we started planting those. Uh, they're interesting, it's like the best of both worlds. They grow fairly quickly with respect to oaks um, and they are tolerant to our environment. Um, and I've heard even more so than red oaks like a Schumart. Uh, I think another tree that's overlooked, uh, particularly if you have drainage issues, is a bald cypress that loves water and can sit in water. They can and they're very tolerant of mm -hmm. urban conditions. They, yeah. they tolerate root disturbances very well. They are tolerant of uh, ozone or air pollution, yeah. a lot of the things that you that you can run into in an urban situation. No, absolutely. We've, we've planted a bunch of those and, and you know, with the right care, they, they do grow fairly quickly. They bring up a nice, they put up a nice screen if you're trying to have a screening type effect. Um, but yeah, I think talking to the arborist is, is key before you run out to Home Depot and buy that next tree. Right. 
So the, the species selection is important. You want to get something that's going to have an opportunity to thrive, but also tree selection, selecting a tree with a good form, yeah. selecting a tree that hasn't been in the container for 10 years and the roots are all root bound right. and circling around and uh, trying to get one that doesn't have a broken top or not one that you're pulling out of the bargain bin at uh, Home Depot at the end of the growing season. <laughs> exactly. Those are always a little bit suspect why they're selling it for half price. Um, and yes, most of the trees, and, and I'm not trying to necessarily talk down on uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, but a lot of the trees that they do sell are sort of, um, they're planted in a container that's too small. That's why they're essentially being sold at a, at a lesser price. And uh, most of the roots have, have circled around the, uh, the container which then at least need to be broken up so they start growing outward um, and provide that root system that you ultimately want. Um, but then again, I think in talking with an arborist, learning how to plant that tree is so important. Critical. I'd say 70% of the people want to do the right thing. They want to get that tree in the ground as deep as they can, and that's the wrong thing to do. It is, and, and education is the key, and that's where we can come in and, and assist because we know what works and what doesn't. We see uh, concentrated doses of bad tree planting when somebody calls, my tree's not looking good, and we get out there and it's improperly planted. We see that a lot, and it's a little more than dig a hole, drop the tree in, cover it up, and move along. Uh, that, that strategy is not gonna yield a good <laughs> result more times than not. No, it leads to disappointment. And then I think what happens naturally then is people think, well, I can't plant a tree, so I'm just not gonna even try. And that's, that's not what you want. Uh, the trees grow fairly quickly at a nursery because they're taken care of. There's no reason why they can't continue that growth um, you know, in someone's backyard or front yard. And um, to your point, you know, making sure the tree that you're selecting is, is a good species, uh, not only a good species, but also a good form and structure. There's a lot to know about trees. Um, and I appreciate the, the, the recent seminar that you all put, at, put up at the town hall, educating our residents of what to look for. Um, and then also understanding diseases that these trees can be exposed to. We, unfortunately, we just lost a uh, probably a six inch caliper of Schumard because of a disease that, you know, it just happened. And, um, you know, and also knowing when to call the arborist to maybe help, you know, save the tree before it's too late. Right. Well, we're, we're always there to help and we love to help people solve these issues because a lot of times they are fixable, yeah. especially if you get to it early. Uh, you know, in our industry, we, we want to be as proactive as possible. Unfortunately, we find ourselves reactive far more often. Most people aren't calling us until there's a problem. Right. But what they don't know is that if they call us ahead of time, we can do the structural pruning on the tree. Mm -hmm. We can help them identify a good species or where to plant and how to plant and, and to really set that tree up for success so that it's healthy and vigorous, which will make it more resistant to environmental stress and insects and diseases. And yeah. they'll actually spend less money on the tree in the long run by putting a little more investment into it on right. the front end. Yes, you mentioned sun scalding. You know, I, I wasn't aware what that was, and I was surprised when all of a sudden some of the shoe marks that probably had lived in a relatively concentrated uh, space at the nursery all of a sudden uh, started having uh, bark problems. And if you catch it early enough, you know, it's something that you overcome, but if you don't catch it early enough, sometimes that can lead either to a tree that's going to be susceptible to disease or weakness or something like that. And there's some very 
fixable things or preventative things that you can do if you have that knowledge, such as wrapping it with burlap or painting it a, uh, a white color, for example, that helps it, you know, prevent, uh, prevent that sunburn, essentially. Yes, uh, it's a thin bark species, especially when they're young, and so they're sensitive to uh, brutal western and southwestern exposure in the late afternoons in the yeah. summer. And uh, one of the big mistakes I see a lot of homeowners make is as that tree grows up and starts to spread out its canopy a little bit, they, one of the first things they want to do is come and cut off all the low branches and raise that canopy up. And now the tree that had been protected by its own low branches is now exposed again. Yeah. And there's a whole nother uh, round of sun scald that can happen under those conditions. So there are some things that we can do, like tree wraps, uh, watering practices mm -hmm. that can help with that, but it's important to get that right information from an arborist before you go ahead and make that decision to take all those little limbs yeah. off. Well, trees, uh, planting trees, buying trees, is not um, you know, inexpensive, and so I think it's just like anything else. If you, know, if you have that education up front, it's gonna let you protect that investment. And there's nothing more disappointing than having a tree grow for five years and all of a sudden you, know, you lose it. So yes. um, it makes sense to have someone that's a professional involved at the, at the front end. Right. So with the town of Argyle, it's, it's growing pretty quickly. You know, we're getting new residents every year. There's yeah. a lot of development going on. Uh, it's a happening place. So what are some of the benefits of planting trees and maintaining the existing trees in these newer developing areas? Well, we just, uh, we're going to recognize that we're at over 5,600 population, uh, which is a substantial growth over, say, even four years ago. <clears throat> and um, educating not only the new uh, residents that, that are there, but preserving our trees, um, it allows us to do many things. You know, Argyle likes its, um, its rural or small town charm, and the trees that have been a part of that, the sort of uh, shelter or screen um, homes from each other, you know, makes it look more green. Um, and uh, I think um, working with developers, but also working with current residents to help promote tree planting uh, and, and tree preservation is an important thing to keep you know, Argyle the way it is now as far as appearance-wise without stopping evolution that's natural to a town. Right. And um, you have a, a, a tree ordinance to help protect yeah. existing trees, and you have a suggested planting list uh, for your residents in your town. Yes, so essentially that list is a tree preservation list, which is also serves as a tree planting list because those are the trees that um, are of greatest benefit. Um, probably will do much better than other trees um, uh, that could be, you know, what I see a lot of times, for example, is um, people love maples and they want to plant a maple tree. I get it. I've done it myself. Um, they don't necessarily like the, uh, the Texas environment. They do not. Um, it's possible to grow, but you know, not for a novice. And so I would probably stay away from a, um, a maple and maybe choose something more like a, a, a Monterey oak or something that's going to have a greater survivable rate. That's still going to look beautiful. I mean, I think we all like maples when they turn colors in the fall but getting a maple to grow is, is very challenging. Yes, so in these new development areas, the, this tree list is selected to mm -hmm. give everybody the optimum chances of success yeah. and to encourage planting trees that 
are going to be more successful long term, which benefits right. the, the property owner as well as the town. Yeah, we protect the trees that are going to survive in our environment. So you can use that same list essentially, uh, hopefully in conjunction with an arborist and also soil uh, uh, tests to identify what trees you want. But that's essentially a short list to, you know, to start with to identify the trees that probably are best for, for your property. Okay. So how can municipalities encourage developers to prioritize tree selection and planting? Well, there again, I think it's an education process um, and developers have a tendency to um, repeat what they've done before in a, in town or in a city of, of Dallas or in the Metroplex, we see a lot of Schumark oaks. It's just the most common tree that I think they like to plant. Uh, we see also elms, cedar elms, um, that seem to grow fast enough. Um, and they select those as well. But I think it's on the front end, just as we are talking to them about um, how you know, the interior roads of their development uh, need to be structured, we also need to talk to them about selection of trees that we think are going to be successful, uh, the location of those trees, um, and then the maintenance of those trees, that we expect these new trees to live at least two years before um, the developer essentially uh, is no longer responsible for them. Right. There can be a lot of problems, even if you select the right species for the area, if you put it in the wrong spot on the property or in the development, then that can create issues too. What I see, and again, I'm not an arborist, but what I see from, a, from someone who has learned a little bit is placing it between the, the street and the sidewalk, the street trees as we call them, is probably not a, a good idea, particularly if that green space is you know, uh, four feet or less. Um, it is either going to be stymied as far as the, uh, the growth or is essentially going to des uh, destroy the, the road or the, the sidewalk. Um, so those are the things that you know, are, are probably not best for um, placing of trees. Um, and we need to educate um, the homeowners too that it's better to plant, plant the tree in front of the tree, uh, in front of the house as opposed to you know, next to the sidewalk. Yeah, a lot of times uh, the concept of the right plant in the right place yeah. goes out the window. Uh, it, it's, it's in some ways, I see a lot of silliness with uh, people putting a, a maple tree right out in the west side of their house, right in the middle of the front yard where it gets burned up, or a live oak tree planted a few feet away from their foundation, or pear trees and live oak trees planted and where you're talking about in the strip between the driveway, I mean, between the sidewalk and the street, and then they're buckling sidewalks and damaging the curb and interfering with traffic and all kinds of issues like that. Uh, so we, we don't want to encourage that. No, it's, and it's, it's also problematic if you ever do have to replace trees. You know, how do you do that in a small green space like that? Um, it's just asking for trouble. And well, speaking from, from an arborist standpoint, <laughs> grinding the stumps in yeah. that little small of an area and and then all the utilities that run through that area that's where the sewer lines come through and the electrical conduits and drains and irrigation and it does become a problem yeah and I th i'm not so sure that i would blame the developers for doing that i think a lot of municipalities have just seen that as a way to plant trees and i think what we have seen over the years um, that as this tree grows up it's not a good good idea. It's just not a good practice to, to perpetuate. So we need to give the tree an opportunity to grow, um, have enough space that its root system can flare out, 
and, um, and, and also have the moisture that it needs. You know, I, th I remember you talking at the uh, recent presentation how bubblers are not necessarily a long-term way of, of, you know, providing moisture for trees, that there's other ways of doing that. Yeah, but if you plant one in a restricted uh, root space, <laughs> it's going to need that water yeah. because it doesn't have the soil volume yeah. to be able to uh, acquire all the water that it needs. Whereas if we're planting the trees uh, up in the yards and further away from these small confined areas, then the tree's got a much better ability to take care of itself. It's a potted plant. That's what it boils down to, right? Because you're restricting the, the space. Yes. yes. Um, so are there any other points you'd like to make about um, you know, what, what the developers can do in uh, making tree selection more of a priority because it only benefits them to select trees when they're installing in, the, in the, their developments, trees that are going to be sustainable. Well, I think it's important to have an arborist uh, or a firm like yourselves involved at the, at the front end um, as we're looking at the development. You know, once we've gone beyond, um, if, it, if it becomes a mixed-use type development where you're going to have commercial and residential, I think it's important that you at some point bring an arborist in that is an expert to help them um, select the trees that are best for that area. I don't believe that any developer wants to plant trees that are not going to be successful so just so they can turn around two years later and have to replace those. So they're going to go through the, the trouble and the expense of planting trees and to help them be successful I think is important and that's where I believe a town like Argyle uh, is willing to uh, sponsor a, an arborist to be a part of that, that process and, and I really appreciate all the uh, effort that Tree Newell has done with our town to educate not only uh, the town staff, the, the elected officials, and then, you know, the residents as well. And I think so our efforts that we take to plant and, and retain our tree canopy uh, is much more successful. Yeah. Well, we're happy to be a partner with the town of Argyle in that. We're, we're trying to pull the rope the same direction. We're, we're vested in uh, Argyle being a, a heavily treed town with uh, that small town feel, but um, not not overly complicating things for the developers. And we're happy to work with them to help them create plans that are going to make their trees successful in their developments. And I hope that Argyle at some point will be recognized as leading um, as far as a town uh, with respect to preserving its tree canopy and, and growing its tree canopy. It, while our tree canopy represents 31%, our actual town goal is 35%. So not only do we want to preserve our tree canopy, we actually want to grow tree canopy. And honestly, developers are going to be a part of that. They can actually make that happen. So it's a partnership. We have to all work together. And I think education is such a huge factor, which uh, you all do a great job of, of providing for us. Well, thank you, Ron. It's been a pleasure. Uh, this has been a great talk, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this again later. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, thank you.